What's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is June the 16th. Uh, it is Wednesday, my dudes. And happy Wednesday. I hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody enjoyed their E3. E3 is officially over. And I want to say thank you for the... Um, there was a spike of interest in the podcast during this time. And I appreciate you guys checking it out. I appreciate you guys sharing and telling your friends about the pod. Um, and I appreciate you guys listening. I know I say that every episode, but you know... Got to give you all that little ear kiss whenever I come in. Uh, <laughs> sounded weird. Um, anyways, uh, today or yesterday was the Nintendo Direct for E3. And there was also a Bandai presentation for, uh, what is it, Dark Pictures Anthology thing, whatever. Um, which I did not really bother looking into because it was just about that game. So the Bandai thing wasn't really about announcements or any new newer stuff. Um so we'll start at the Nintendo event, which consisted of some of the best announcements for E3, in my opinion. Um, I think Nintendo knocked it out of the park. I think overall their presentation was, um, it had something for everybody. It gave people the uh, Breath of the Wild treatment that they wanted. It gave a Smash character, it gave um, uh, remasters and things like that. Like It's doing a lot, and I, I think that... They did a good job. I think overall, as a full event, even though it may not be the best event out there or the best even Nintendo Direct out there, um, it's definitely one of the one of the best. And uh, it's uh, compared to like other events at E3 this year, I'd say as mm, I'd say Nintendo and Microsoft kind of took it away. Uh, Summer Games Fest was great. I love that too, but. I think the Elden Ring announcement kind of outshined anything else they announced. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I think ultimately Nintendo doing this well is a sign of where they're going, that they're not ignoring all this all this heat and this competitive um, landscape that Microsoft and Sony are pushing. So um, they're definitely giving you reasons to buy a Switch, to stay into their ecosystem, and to to be part of their their uh their hive mind you got to be there to get the smash character i mean they have all these games coming out that are just so so great um and it feels like it's something every month too so i think they're really trying to keep you busy for at least until next year and uh, i think every month they have something releasing starting with mario golf uh this month uh so let's see what the what the direct started with was what your boy and his co-hosts um, predicted. If you listen back to the E3 predictions, uh, one of them, I had two parts. I think it was the first part. Um, we had predicted te- we had predicted a Tekken character. We had predicted Kazuya specifically, um, and then Jay I think elaborated on it with uh, Jin being either Echo Fighter or it being Jin and Kazuya as like one character. And they swap between or, you know, things like that. But uh, it's just Kazuya by himself, which I'm totally fine with. Kazuya is my favorite Tekken character. And the gameplay looks amazing. Like, it looks so crisp. And it looks like... It looks like he's a solid character. Like, his his level design is so great. It's the... Um, I want to say it's like their family dojo in the main story. And uh, even Hiachi is, like, chilling in the back. And it looks like you can KO people out of the sides... I don't know if you can go out straight from the top, but there is a part where he breaks the wall on the side and knocks somebody out and gets a gets a stock from it. 
Um, he's got a lot of moves. That's one thing I was confused by. Um, they sh they name them all. I think they're just like some of them are just normal moves that you do. But uh, he's got a lot to learn. He even has his 10-hit combo from Tekken, like the full Tekken game in there. So uh, I'm curious to see how that's going to work because that's, that's nuts. Like they give him a lot of stuff. And uh, I wonder if it's that Nam Bandai Namco... Um, you know, love that, you know, they, they helped make the game. So it was only a matter of time before that came in and they actually did introduce somebody for their, um, you know, from one of their games and one of their franchises. Um, I'm glad it's Kazuya. I'm glad it's Tekken, man. I'm hoping for, in the full release, I'm hoping for some cool me costumes. I'm hoping for Kazuya being dope. Uh, it seems like his alternate outfit is him in the suit uh, or with a trench jacket. And uh, the Tekken music, it seems like they're using some type of older Tekken 1 style music in the uh, trailer, which it's probably not a, a straight rip, but, you know, um, music inspired by Tekken 1. And I'm interested to see what kind of, you know, music they use for the actual game. If there's going to be some Tekken 3 music in there, like if they're going to go deep into uh, some of the other games, because obviously Kazuya was in most of these games and they have a long legacy of really good soundtracks and really good stages and you know all this stuff um so it looks like we're getting one stage we're getting Kazuya you might as well splurge on the music just like add all of it in there um we'll find out more on June 28th that is when they're doing the whole um sit down with you know Sakurai sitting there with five controllers with one hand playing three Kazuyas, you know, shit like that. Um, and then they're going to show the me costumes and all that. So look out for that on June 28th, um, seven Pacific, 10 Eastern. And I'm going to be watching that for sure. I need to see more on Kazuya. Um, this is a big get for me. Like I, I was, I was begging for it. I predicted it. I, I wanted him to be in it and, uh, he's here. So I'm, I'm super happy. I know there's a lot of people out there who think it's like, who feel like it's a wasted thing, um, a wasted stock for the new characters because we only have two left now, one left. And I think a lot of people were um, upset by it being Kazuya, seeing that he's a fighting game character. Uh, he's not a wild prediction like some of these other predictions like Crash Bandicoot or Doom Guy or, you know, uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. So uh, taking this one away is like a way to kind of I guess people are feeling upset by it, but I think that when it comes to Smash characters, nobody's ever going to be, like, where everybody's happy, you know? Um, like, when they showed more of the Japanese Fire Emblem characters, I'd never really cared. Like, when they first showed Byleth, I was like, who cares? But I'm sure people in Japan were loving that, or even just fans of uh, Fire Emblem. And then when they did, like, Pyramithra from Xenoblade... I'm sure there's tons of Xenoblade fans out there that were loving that, but I didn't really care until I used her and I found out she's a fucking amazing and probably the best character in the roster. Anyways, um, until Kazuya comes out, of course, I gotta figure, I gotta, I gotta main him. I gotta try to main him. I gotta learn that stupid 10 hit combo just to stun on my friends when I play Smash. So I hope they're ready. And it looks like he's got a spike down. He's got a, obviously the laser. He's got a, the devil mechanic integrated into him. So um, it looks like after you kill a certain amount of people, at, at least what they show in the trailer is him tossing a bunch of people off of a cliff into, or yeah, into a volcano ultimately. And uh, after he does like four or five of them, 
he gets his purple aura and then he turns into the devil. And I don't think it's like a straight stay as the devil thing, but I think it's like a power up similar to uh, Persona's character, Joker. So uh, we'll see on June 28th more about it because I, I, I can't freaking wait for that. And I think he's going to be a great addition. And uh, as I said before, it makes sense that he's in there. They had Street Fighter crossovers with Tekken and Street Fighter characters all up in there. And the game's partially made by Bandai Namco. And, I mean, it was only a matter of time, but damn, it took a while. And I'm glad it's Kazuya again. Like, they could have easily did some B or C-list character um, like Yoshimitsu. Well, I guess he's not really B character, but, you know, they could have picked somebody who's not really, like, on the cover of the games and... uh, I guess opted for somebody more interesting like Yoshimitsu. But uh, anyways, he's out. We predicted it. The X Button podcast is here for a reason. Mystic Maddox is called Mystic for a reason. We predict shit right sometimes. Not all the time because there's a lot of stuff that I predicted that are not that did not happen through E3. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We can't all get what we want. Um, the next announcement, they announced that Life is Strange True Colors... And Life is Strange Remastered Collection is coming to Switch, which is great because I can't wait for Life is Strange True Colors. Um, They show Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a stream game similar to Hitman, I think it was, uh, where it's not being played on the Switch. It's being streamed similar to like xCloud or PlayStation Now. Um, They did Worms Rumble, which was a free game on PlayStation. Um, They did Astria Ascending, which is a side-scroller RPG which looked pretty good. They did, oh yeah, uh, Monkey Ball. They did a Monkey Ball, looks like a Monkey Ball remastered for Switch, which I think it might be the same one that's already out or they're, I don't know, they, they noted that it is an anniversary for Monkey Ball, so um, I'm not sure if it's on the other consoles. I know there is a collection of Monkey Ball games on the consoles recently, so. Yeah, this one's called Banana Mania. I'm not too familiar with Monkey Ball, but um, I've always wanted to get into it. I like the the marble style games, and this is pretty much what it is, outside of like the extra mechanics of, you know, mini games and collecting bananas and whatnot. Uh, but that's coming to Switch, which is dope. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, the next one is a ginormous deal, and I'm pretty sure somewhere on this podcast we predicted this. Um, and or we at least hoped for it. We had mentioned it, and we'd be like, "That would have been cool." Uh, and I think we even joked, like, "Don't let us make Super Mario Party Ultimate," or you know, we said something like that along the along the lines of that. Uh, probably on the Memory Lane episode or one of the E3 predictions. But they are making Mario Party Superstars, which is a what is the best way to put it? It's like a greatest hits of the original Mario Party games. So it has levels. And mini games pulled from not all of them, but pulled from uh, looks like Mario Party One, Two, and Three. I'm not sure if it goes past that, but they did show gameplay from some of those levels, like the the space laser level from Mario Party Two, and uh, some cake level from Mario Party One. Like they're mixing it all together. And um, unlike the Switch version of Mario Party, you can actually play this with buttons, which I think is fantastic. That's like that's exactly what I wanted <laughs> for uh, Mario Party because I know the I know the uh, the Switch version is 
not really that accessible. And that, that's the downside of the Switch version because I loved the Switch version. I thought it was fun. I think it integrated some of the Joy-Con controls well, but it locked it to the Joy-Con. So then right after that game came out, they make a Switch Lite, which never was able to use that game because it's it, inqui- it requires like Joy-Cons moving and stuff. Um, I don't know if you can get a Joy-Con synced with your portable Switch and do that, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, that comes out October 29th, and let's just pray to God that it has Bumper Balls, which is one of my favorite mini games ever. And uh, you know, I just I just want to play that one again. And it looks like some of the stages resemble the Bumper Ball level, where it's just like a flat hill. And uh, so it's possible all they would have to do is add the Bumper Ball mechanic. They it looks like they have the levels already in some of the mini games. Um, but it is going to have online play, so. Uh, if you have friends across the, you know, somewhere else outside of your house, you can play them online. Uh, it said that it's incorporating some newer characters like uh, Rosalina and stuff like that, and uh, or it could be Daisy. I'm not sure, um, but it, it seems like the graphics are modern. They kind of remastered the levels. Obviously, before it was like a 2D image on a lot of the levels, and uh, they're not changing a lot. They have the laser. They have the cart that like drives you off the map and. Oh man, these are some of the best Mario Party maps and games that you could play. And the fact that this being remastered, this is this is a big deal. Like this is going to be so much fun. Um, none of those stupid gimmicks like they did in the newer one, where you could call in assist trophies, pretty much of other of other characters and stuff like that. And there's no like carts that where like everybody's on the same team the whole time. This one is straight up fuck your friends over. And that's what I love. I cannot wait for this game. Um, October 29th is when it comes out. I don't know if I'll be playing online that much, but I'll definitely, definitely be playing playing people local. And, uh, you know, I just hope we can keep uh, staying friends after that. And then the next announcement after that was Metroid 5, which is also Metroid Dread. Um, it is a what they consider a 2D uh, side-scroller game. 3d game i don't know i don't know what to call it they called it 2d uh so steve if you're listening they call it 2d so it's 2d whatever um so you're right on that um and it looks like they said it's going to be like the finale to the old samus games from the 80s it's the last it's like the it's supposed to close out the story of all the other ones and apparently this game was announced in like 2004 um for game boy advance and um, it's now coming out as a like 3D uh, remastered, I guess in a way, even though the other one didn't come out uh, type like version of the game. So it's, that's interesting. I think it's very interesting and um, it looks fun. It looks like it's doing a lot. It looks fresh. It looks like it's, it's running well. It looks like there's boss battles. Um, it's just a classic 2D uh, Samus game. So, and that comes out 10-8-2021, which I think is nuts. Um, They they announced a new Amiibo for it and everything. It's amazing that all these games are coming out, or a lot of these games are coming out this year. Like, that's fucking crazy. Um, Then they went back in their bag of things we don't care about, like Just Dance 2022. Uh, There's a game called Cruisin' Blast, which... Just looks like a burnout style game, but cartoony. Um, I've never played. Apparently, there's older ones of that. I've never played the older ones, but you know it is what it is. 
the Ultimate Dragon Ball Z Experience, which is the um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and the DLC sets for it are coming to Switch, which is great. I don't know how great it's going to look because some of those scenes are like so beautiful in the story, like where they get like cinematic and 3D like and it's like running at 60 frames. Uh, yeah, it's already looking choppy for the open world gameplay. So uh, where's that Switch Pro at? Because it was not at this event. Um, moving on from that, there was uh, Mario Golf. They announced it a couple months ago and it's coming out this month. Uh, I think next week, actually. And uh, I, this game looks amazing. I can't fucking wait for this game, too. There's so many games coming out that I'm going to be so broke. But uh, Mario Golf looks fun. They show more gameplay, and they announce that they're going to be supporting it after launch, which I guess is worth um, mentioning because I don't think all their games have been like as supported as others. Uh, some games are kind of just dropped, like Mario Party. And, uh, you know, I know Mario Kart Deluxe was a thing, but, like, they could have probably added to it if it's the deluxe version and um unless there's a new mario kart coming soon in like a year or two then that's interesting and uh the next after that was uh monster hunter stories 2 again um for the third time and uh that's a thing and it, they showed it for the third time i feel like i've seen it so much and i'm done seeing it there's a free demo a demo available on june 25th if you want to play it, game comes out July 9th. Now, the next announcement was another prediction that we got right. And it was another prediction that I think a lot of people wanted. I don't think we're that unique for that. I think I think we might have been one of the few. I'm not even going to say the only. One of the few to guess Kazuya as the character. Um, but I think everybody was ready for this, which was WarioWare. I think it's called Let It Go. Oh, my God. Dude, they show gameplay. And it looks, it looks like the good old days, man. It looks just like the old Warrior Wears. Um, it's the mini game Havoc type shit that has all the cartoon characters from the older games. And uh, it looks like they're getting pretty creative with a lot of the mini games. And uh, I can't, I cannot wait. They also add a weird thing where they say the game's now two player, like multiplayer co-op type thing. Or I guess it could be competitive in a way, maybe. I don't know, but it looks co-op. Um, it's called Get It Together. Um, and it's called WarioWare Get It Together. It comes out September 10th, which um, further supports the idea of them pushing shit every month. Um, I think the only thing they don't have is July, but I think that might be when Monster Hunter comes out. Uh, you might be able to correct me on that. I'm not too sure. Um, so it'd be Golf, Monster Hunter. Um, I'm not sure what comes out in August. But it feels like there's something every month. And I'm pretty sure there is something coming out in August. But I, it might just be slipping my mind. Uh, but WarioWare, man, it's back. It's fucking back. Thank God. Uh, the last one I played was WarioWare Touched on DS. Not even just 3DS. DS. And uh, this this franchise has been needing to come back by now, you know? Uh, let's move on from that. And see what is next. Oh, another one, dude. Okay, so they showed so many things. Shin Megami Tensei Five. Uh, it's from Atlas, which are the people who kind of made uh, Persona and games like that. Shin Megami Tensei was the first game uh, that kind of birthed Persona, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, and this is more about like demons and collecting demons. 
versus persona where you're like unlocking your persona ability and going into a different world you go into a different world in shimigami but it's all about like defeating and capturing demons which is kind of sick um the old game shimigami tensei 4 i literally just had the collector's edition in my room uh before i moved and i ended up throwing it away because it was all water damage but i was deep into that game on on uh ds and man shimigami tensei 5 on switch is just going to be even better it's you know, it's a more polished Shimagami. And from the gameplay they showed, it looks beautiful. It looks like they have a solid story going. It looks like that the demons are really detailed and you're collecting them and shit like that. Um, yeah, man. And it looks like it's still turn-based as per usual. Uh, you get your moves from some of your demons that you're using. But all in all, it looked great. Um, that has a release date... Uh, I think I had a release date. Let me see. Oh, November 12th. Okay, so that comes out in November. Um, I think there might be something else coming out in November as well. They show Danganronpa, which is, I'm, I think it's a new one. And that one had a release date. Uh, oh, it says it's coming out later this year. It's called Danganronpa De- uh, Decadence. Uh, oh, they showed Fatal Frame, which is a new Fatal Frame. Uh, it, they, it looks great i can't wait to play it however they also announced it's coming out on ps5 and series x as well so definitely not on switch i'm definitely not playing that one on switch but it's cool that it's coming uh they announced tony hawk is coming to switch uh what else do they show oh, they showed more mario and rabbits which i'm again tired of seeing they showed um advanced wars remake is happening then they go straight into Legend of Zelda updates, which is a um, a Warriors, you know, the, the Warriors game for Zelda. That's getting a DLC update, and they show a roadmap. Uh, they show more on Skyward Sword and how it uses the controller, uh, the control buttons to actually do the motion stuff. Um, they announced a Game & Watch Zelda thing, which is pretty dope. Uh, it has, I think, Link's Awakening and the first two Zeldas. So, that's coming out, which is going to be kind of cool. Uh, I'm not sure when. I think, oh, that's November 12th as well. Okay. So, um, that's pretty cool. I don't know how... I'm, I don't know if I'd play it on that, but I'd probably get it just to collect it because it seems like every 35th they're doing all these old games in Game & Watch form. So, um, I'm going to get this one since I got the Mario one. And then, of course, they end it with Breath of the Wild 2 footage. Now... As I've said on this podcast before, I'm not the biggest Breath of the Wild fan, and I wasn't too into Breath of the Wild 1, but um, the trailer starts off with him flying down from the sky, and he's got a robot arm, and he's wearing this like weird Shaw godlike tunic type thing, and um, yeah, it seems like instead of doing a dark world, light world thing, like I kind of assumed... Uh, they are going straight into the sky, and you can do a lot of stuff in the sky. There's islands in the sky, and uh, you have a robot arm now, and there's like new mechanics and stuff like that. The gameplay they show is great. It seems like they're leaning into a time mechanic in it, and a, or either that or a teleport mechanic. I'm not too sure. I think they're going to show more on it eventually. Uh, but all in all, it's phenomenal. There's this red death stuff taking over everything and the music is the music is top-notch i will say that that makes me want to play the game alone 
Um, they have this weird reversed voices in the songs and stuff like that. Like it sounds, it sounds pretty interesting, and uh, it looks pretty interesting for that matter. It ends with a big castle lifted up in the sky, which I think is, um, I guess Ganon's castle. Um, it's got all this red stuff around it, and yeah, it looks pretty cool. Like I said, I'm not too into um, Breath of the Wild, but it is coming out next year. They did give a day or not a date, but they gave a year of 2022 so um let's get ready for that you know and with that e3 is officially over um we're finally out of the woods of all these new announcements at least i think until the sony thing happens which could be end of june early july um we kind of have to put everything on hold and we'll just we'll wait for that hopefully some more uh, announcements of stuff trickles out from now until then which that would be great because it seems like this is the best time to come out and say, hey, we got something working on our game. Here's stuff we got to show. Um, so I'm hoping to see a lot more from a lot of these games that were announced. It seems like E3 was great this year. Uh, and I'll, I'll go over it more on the next episode about my overall review and my favorite picks from E3. So I appreciate you guys listening. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. And bye.